almost blurs. It's your girl Dove Cat. I'm your girl Dove Cat. Dove Cat almost blurs. So it's your boy JB. JB almost blurs. And this is almost blurs. Ooh, okay. I had to clear my throat, y'all. Hopefully that didn't get caught in audio, but hi. Probably did. Welcome to an all Welcome to an almost episode of <laughs> Welcome to an all new episode of Almost Blurs. I am JB. The other rude voice that you heard is Duff Cat. Me? Rude? He's probably buzzed eating my crackers. <clears throat> You know what? If I'm rude, I learn from the best. Caleb? Because <laughs> you said kids be rude. I'm just assuming that that's the only way that they can be but he's rude. <clears throat> no. mm. Well, welcome back. Before we even get going, I just want to go ahead and start by saying, if you're not following us on social media, definitely follow us on Instagram at Almost Blurs and on TikTok at Almost Blurs. Yep. We're actually being active there. We have about four or five videos. I'm going to be posting one a day about my reaction to... The um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse movie, which we'll be getting into today. So if you have not seen it yet, first of all, shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. And um, we'll be spoiling it. So we'll let you know when you can avoid it. But we definitely going to spoil it because there's much to talk about in that movie. So much to talk about. But if I'm going to start this episode with a bit of advice, mm-hmm. I'm going to say... Don't get a dog unless you want them to stare at you eating like it's a kid. You know how when you were growing up and there was that kid, you'd be eating chips and they'd just sit there and stare at you in the face? My son doesn't know. He just keeps staring? Mm-hmm. That's what um, dogs do. Dove Cat was dealing with it a second ago while she was eating her crackers. I had Jamaican food today, which was delicious. And um, he stared at me the entire time. I hate it. Now- my dog stares at me, not because I'm eating it, but because he has figured out that generally when we eat dinner, we both end up laying down on the couch, which generally means that he can lay down on the couch, too, mm. when we invite him up, Okay, which isn't always often, but he knows he can't do it with me. He can do it with Brian, but he can't do it with me because I'm like, look, get, I need this time by myself. But he sat right there waiting. As soon as I put my food down and started to adjust on the couch, he jumped up and was like, okay, okay, so it's my time. It's my time. And I'm like, no, get down. And he's just sitting there like, oh, come on. Ain't nothing sweet about that demon. (gasps) Okay, he's not a demon. He's actually actually the sweetest little dog, but still. Well, I don't know if he's sweeter than Theo. Well, you still got a puppy. So he's, he's still baby. in this sweet cutie like thing, but Zay is six years old. He still act like he's three, but he's six years old. I just don't know if I like the Zay slander. Hey. I'm not here when, for it. Whenever, whenever you meet him, you'll see exactly what I mean. You'll see that he's like a Sour Patch kid. He's naughty, and then he's, and he's nice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hug yeah. that baby. I'm going to give him the biggest hug. That's going to be only after he barks at you like you broke into the house. You think? Oh, no. oh no, no, no! Zay barks, and he barks like someone is always breaking in, and it's like he—it's like his rite of passage. Like he must bark at you, you must give him attention, and the minute you give him attention, he—he he cares nothing after that. He has no—he is the worst guard dog ever. Like he'll at least let us know someone is in the house, but we'd probably walk out of the room and they'll be sitting on the couch together. So that's my bit of advice today. So I say welcome, welcome to another episode of Almost Blurred. Um, do I have an icebreaker for you all today? Not really, but I will say this. <clears throat> we talked about the Godhood comic books um, company last week. We I did. made a 
video about the antagonist comic book line, which if you have not read it, I think they have digital copies you can buy. I got the hard copies, which again, absolutely love. But the creator actually saw our post on TikTok and then reposted it on Instagram about how dope the uh, review was for everything. And I thought that was really cool because we're a very, very small podcast right now. So to know that someone actually saw us and actually commented and follows us now on TikTok, it's just really cool. So if there was any bit of icebreaker, that's mine. That was mm-hmm. really nice to see. And then another comic book, um, not another comic book line actually followed us on Instagram as well. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like a lot of their characters are women. So I'm going to dive into Ooh. them, see what they have there, see if, if they have any available to purchase so that I can check them out too. Maybe we'll turn into that podcast that's giving you a little bit of like the entertainment MCU DC thing, but also little known comic book lines that people haven't heard of that are black owned. Cause right now I don't care about the other ones. It's easier <laughs> for them to find their platform than it right. is for us. So anything we can do, even as small of an impact as we might have, I think it'd be cool. to. What about you? Um, I'm going to bring it down to mess right now. I think oh, I've talked okay. about this before. Um, I have to sneeze. I might have to sneeze in a second. I feel it. Um, okay. Chew. No, no. <laughs> so I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago as my icebreaker, I think. But um, Vanderpump Rules. I don't think you did because I've been hearing a lot of the mess. They even got like a special on Hulu following yes. some of the craziness that's going on. So I don't follow it. I just I know there's a lot of rich white people doing Exactly. Rich white people stuff. Out of my tax bracket, I don't give a damn about them. Um, they are on Bravo. It's a show. Lisa Vanderpump was on the Housewives of Beverly Hills, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. she got a spinoff onto this show. And basically what it was was a Lisa Vanderpump. But really, the show was about the people who work for her. It's like the old lady gang, but for white people. Yes. In their restaurant. Mm-hmm. In the restaurant, all that good jazz. And um, mm-hmm. word on the streets is Lisa Vanderpump is wealthy. She has several west- restaurants. Oh. And she rich for real, for real. This ain't just... Like, she was up there like with poor people. Because this is she's estimated to be worth... Oh, is this real? Because <laughs> <laughs> she has... Over, she and her husband have over thirty restaurants around around the United States and the United Kingdom. It looks like her net worth, I'm guessing, along with her husband, is ninety million dollars. Jesus, and I mean, they and they British for real, for real. Like, yeah, <coughs> I believe it. That makes sense, if not more. But um, she really didn't need the housewife show. Honestly, mm-hmm. this is like a hobby for her mm-hmm. because the main, the side hustle, because her main is giving in several streams of income. So it's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. She can do this little show. She can do the little housewife show, but it is what it is. Um, but nah, so basically what the, the drama is, is so there's two characters. I think it's Tom and Ariana. And I could be wrong, and I don't care to look it up to make it right. But those are the two names that I think that they have. Um, I think I'm right with that. Tom Sandoval and Ariana. Well, Tom and um, Ariana have been dating for the past nine years, right? They started mm-hmm. on some cheat stuff, okay? But the um, the girl that he was cheating with, she, she well, no, the girl that he was cheating on, he wasn't, she didn't, now she don't care too much about it because she knows that they weren't right for each other and also that they probably should have broke up about two years into the relationship. They dated for like six years. Um, So him and old girl were dating for nine years, right? There was this other chick. Her name is, she's 
says that her name is Raquel, but apparently on her birth certificate is Rachel. Hmm. So I don't, I, I don't know. Anyways, Rachel, Raquel, whoever this white girl is, um, is supposed to be like best friends with Ariana. And Raquel, Rachel, was humping on Tom, who was Ariana's boyfriend of the past nine years. And it's a scandal because they're all supposed to be best friends. Uh, it's a mess. It's a mess. And what's been crazy is watching these other white people kind of break it down. And um, I was just like, these white people are trash. I mean, that's how they end up getting on reality TV. I'm like, this is horrible. But then, then the crazy, then the other part of it was was that the girl that was cheating, well, the girl that was the the mistress, the side piece, is like her friends are crying about what she did with this boy with Tom. And she is just like emotionless. Like there's no no hint of a tear, no sadness, no nothing. I was just like, because she said, "Why should I care?" That's exactly how she was acting. Like she reminds me of what I think white women would be like in the fifties and sixties that liked humping on black men, but then when something happened, they lied about it. That's the kind of vibe she gives. She's this horrible, horrible. But that's really what's been on my timeline, my FYP. That and um, Spider Verse stuff. And I'm trying to see if there's anything else. And Little Mermaid stuff. That's really been it. Well, yeah, that sounds about right for me. So, I mean, I, I but I also haven't really been engaging in much stuff. It's just Hallie, Spider-Verse, and that's about it. Woo, y'all, I've had some time to sit with the Little Mermaid. And I keep coming back to the fact that Hallie is just perfect. There, if y'all don't think so, you're racist. Point blank. There's no way that you stepped away from that and didn't think that her voice and how she acted, especially when she didn't have a voice and tell me that she wasn't good or unattractive or can't sing. Boy, oh, 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 I know one. What else? It was that some of y'all really think that the girl that was playing Vanessa is the one that's singing. And it's not. And it's not. It's Hallie. And y'all the same people who saying that Hallie can't sing. Are y'all well? Are y'all nope. okay? They're not. So and and but. and um people saying that across the spider verse is too woke, but we'll get to that when we discuss it later on. I don't care about those people because I'm glad they gave them their coins because we'll get into it. But anyway. All right. So I was looking at news, looking up news for our blurry news segment, and there really hasn't been a lot going on since the last time we recorded. And really? granted, we did record maybe like on a Monday, Sunday, Monday. No, on a, we can it was record really on a Tuesday. Wednesday. Yeah, it was. So it's only been like three days since the last time we recorded. So nothing really happened. So the only thing that has happened is in a DC world. And again, for those of you who have not listened to this podcast ever before in your life, I want to go ahead and let you know at this point in time, we ain't watching The Flash. We're not talking about we're it. Not, we're not talking. We're not. We don't care what that movie does. Mm-mm. I was sent free screening passes to go see The Flash. And I reached out to someone else and said, hey, y'all want this? Because I want it. I have zero interest in going to see this movie. So if your interest is knowing more about The Flash... Sorry, we can't give it to you. It won't be coming from me. Mm-mm. This one thing that I'm about to mention is only because I think it's important for us to continue to talk about how trash WB can be. Okay. Especially after last week when we talked about how they completely omitted Ray Fisher from Max as one of the um, profile icons that you could have chosen. Um, Apparently, the script for The Flash 2 has been written already. The person who wrote the thing is still willing to stand behind the fact that if they do it then they want Ezra Miller to come back. Um so yeah, there's that. 
there's that. Now, if someone, I, I want people to take this as an opportunity to realize that every time we've ever said that white people get away with things that black people cannot, this is and it. you said, no, they can't, this is a perfect example of that. Do you see how they've completely washed out Jonathan Majors? <laughs> we ain't heard nothing from him. We ain't heard nothing from Disney. It's just like we know they they know they got to release Logie season two just because it's already been filmed. There's nothing they can do about that. But the fact that there's no there's no plan in my mind where it says that they're going to keep going on with him, even if it comes out that nothing he did nothing. They're not going to backtrack that either. Nah. You see how long it took for them to to forgive James Gunn's old tweets to bring him back? Not long. And you know why they did it? In my opinion, it has nothing to do with the fact that it was so long ago. It was the fact that every single actor and actress that was on the set of Guardians of the Galaxies 1 and 2 said that they would not come back. <laughs> Without him. Without him. They would literally walk away from the franchise if he did not come back. And they had no way to to form a story around those characters like that. And Disney's just not the type that's going to just end something like that. So the fact that WB and the people over there with that studio are standing 10 toes deep into all this craziness when it comes to Ezra Miller is it's crazy, but it's not shocking. It is not shocking because we see this happen with white people all the time, especially white, generally white men, although he does not, they don't identify as a guy. They are non-binary. So, you know, they are get, reaping some of the same benefits because presenting he's still a white man. There you go. But, there you go. And I, yeah, I, said I, just, this, I said this before, people are willing to put aside However they feel about a certain person, if it benefits them, people don't care that they were grooming people or assaulting people. They don't care that they broke into people's homes. People don't care about that. What they do care about is being able to go to the movie theater and see a movie that he is in. And not care that he's done all those things. And WB, Warner Brothers, is betting on y'all going to spend that money to see that film because y'all don't care mm -hmm. unless the person mm -hmm. is black. And I'm not one to be like, nah, you know, if they didn't do it to Ezra, they don't need to do it to Jonathan. Nah. But see, the issue is, is, is that Jonathan's going to pay the price professionally. Ezra mm -hmm. probably will not. Mm-hmm. Because you can get second chances. And I've said yep. it, I mean, and this is, and I've said it before with Robert Downey Jr. That's the perfect example. Mm -hmm. That man served time. Look at Johnny Depp. No, we, we have said many times before that we never, we weren't standing behind Johnny or Amber Heard. We felt like both of them were wrong and they both deserved to deal with the consequences yep. of that. But it was just you, like, Last year, when you went to uh, Disney with, uh, with Caleb, and they still are promoting the Pirates of the Caribbean with all of Johnny Depp's full likeness as a part of it. So if they really wanted to, they could shut that ride down. They, they can could. go in and they can change some things, but they're not. They're not. But if it would have been us, that's that whole part would have shut down over there. Like we, we They have regular maintenance that's scheduled for the next seven to ten business days. <laughs> so and they can it's say it's money insane. or what have you but if i can still go to the gift shop and his likeness is still on things and even when i'm my son has a plastic sword and it's got pirates of the caribbean on it or john whatever john snow or whatever his damn name was and it's mm -hmm. a character 
of um Jack Sparrow that looks a lot like Johnny Depp. He's still in the oh, ride. I was still stuck on you saying Jon Snow, and I'm like, well, that was I didn't mean to say Jon Snow. <laughs> you knew what I was trying to say. I, I knew where they both were. white people with dark hair. Mm-hmm. Confusion, confusion. I know who Jon Snow is. I know he's on that show, Game of Thrones. I know mm-hmm. he's also what's the dude, the Black Knight in Marvel? Is that him? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right? Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, but nah. Y'all can go see The Flash. I'm not interested. The only time I will watch it is when it comes to Max. And even then, it's iffy. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, but that's that's the only bit of news from the DC side of things that was worth discussing. Um, There was really nothing else going on over there. So let's go ahead and talk about our MCU side of things. The first thing is about Captain America 4. Um, The title says Captain America 4 will break a frustrating post-endgame MCU trend. So I was like, hmm, what does this mean? What does this mean? So it says... Um, they were talking to designer Ramsey Avery, who explained to Collider how Sam Wilson's new movie would be very grounded in contrast to most of the theatrical releases since Endgame. As we said, the intent of this is to be very grounded to make sure it has that sense of really happening in the world. So it's a different sense in a lot of the ways than particularly some of the more recent pieces have been. And it's a very deliberate choice and it's a fascinating and exciting choice. It comes with a whole host of different kinds of questions involved in that. So when I read this, the thing that stood out to me was how using his language, how grounded Falcon and the Winter Soldier was. That felt like something that could really happen. Like they talked about real issues. They talked about they they play, um, played into the whole race thing. They factored that into all of the decisions. This was real world. So I can get why they're saying that this is very different than, say, Shang-Chi, when it was so animated and everything. It had certain like elements. There was a lot of cultural elements in there, but it didn't have that grounded feeling because it was so supernatural. At, and this mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I can, in, in retrospect, Looking back at Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think we both could say that we enjoyed that series mm-hmm. and we saw where they took it. So I think that this is a good um, direction for them because to me, like Winter Soldier was grounded. Like, of course, it was very supernatural in the sense that we had these strong guys, super soldiers. But that Winter Soldier film felt like a, a boring movie. Mm-hmm. Very, these could have, if you would have taken out the super strength and everything, it would have been a boring film. And very, very like espionage heavy. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we'll get something similar to that in this um, Captain America 4 film. I think that's a good direction for them. It could be a good direction for them if they do it well. So continuing on with Marvel, there's a someone was interviewing Jeremy Renner, who we know towards the end of last year had the really bad snowmobile accident where based off of when I saw the the, the recreation of what happened, he should have died. Should this man have. should not be here, but he survived it. And someone he was being interviewed. Um, well, not interviewed, but I guess he was. Uh, yeah, he was interviewed by. um Someone who tweeted about it said, basically asking if he would be coming back. He said no. Yeah. He said, if Marvel wants me back, I'll do it in a heartbeat. He prefaced it by saying he isn't going anywhere and plans to continue acting based off of what his family allows. This man is Superman. (laughs) He may have been one of the most whack characters in all of the MCU. 
not in the comics because he was much better in the comics, but in the MCU. But to even be considering coming back and doing these things, because he was also the person doing his own stunts, I feel like the only way his family would allow him to come back is if they allow him to not do what well, if he just, um, says that he's not going to do as many of his own stunts because I'd be terrified. Like, I mean, granted, he's healing and he's doing well, but it's like, when someone has an accident like that, you don't know how the long term effects are going to be. Oh, we've you're not going to you're not going to know when he start going and doing some of the things he was doing before. Will his body be able to handle that? Uh-uh. I'd be scared about that. So I'm telling you now, <laughs> he it's not like he was 20 and this happened. Mm-hmm. And even at 20, it could probably still have some long-term effect. But he was mm-hmm. 50 years old when this happened to him. There's no way that he's not going to have long-term effects. And probably gaining the mobility and stuff to walk again has probably been crazy. I can't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I can see him coming back to act, but as far as doing his own stunts, I doubt it. That's right. probably like Mr. Glass. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Ain't no way. But so. um, I still want to see stuff from Jeremy Renner if he wanted to come back. And I will say this is that he was best in the first Avengers. And after that, I guess when he was going through that divorce and had to be less and less and less, they really treated him less and less and less. Mm-hmm. So well, since since we're talking about Hawkeye, we can also talk about your girl, Kate Bishop from Reebok, um, Haley Steinfeld, who I absolutely love and who was in Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. as Gwen. Or Guana or whatever that they gave her the Wanda. name in the first one. Yeah, Guanda, like uh, girl. But anyway, so people have been wondering, just like I have, where the hell is she? Are we getting her anytime soon? So in an interview with Josh Harowitz of the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, um, she addressed the Young Avengers rumors head on. And this is what she said. Well, after he asked, where the hell is the Young Avengers, Hallie or Haley? They announced everything. Where's Younger Ventures? She said, I mean, the question from you and I both. <laughs> yeah, I'm certainly chomping at the bit. It's been a minute since I've... It's always so funny because I feel like a few months ago... No, a few months can go by and I feel like I've been doing nothing. You know what I mean? It's like... It's been so long since. It's been a while since Dickinson ended and since Hawkeye came out, but I am so ready to get back at it. I am itching to be on set again with the people that do what I do and love what we do. And I have such a sense of belonging while I'm on set and a sense of home. And I just love it. And it has been a while. So I'm very much chomping up a bit. And then they said she was asked uh, about which of the newly introduced MCU heroes she would most like to interact with on screen. And she said, oh, man, oh, man, the list is long. All of who you mentioned, the list is long. I've just started rewatching all of the Marvel movies in order. He didn't say they didn't include his list of people. So I don't know who all he mentioned, <laughs> but she she's ready to come back. I'm ready for her to come back. She I'm was such a joy on screen with Florence Pugh. And I would love maybe she can make an appearance in Thunderbolts somehow. I think, I don't know. if y'all think that Haley is just sitting home twiddling her thumbs waiting for Marvel, y'all are mistaken. Oh, yeah. I think Sis knows exactly when she's coming back, but she can't say nothing because mm-hmm. Marvel has a sniper. Oh, they ready for her. They say ready. Something. But I'll say this, I, and I could be completely wrong. I'm not, I'm not media trained. I don't know, educational wise, I don't know much about the media and how it works on that end, how people be spending stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She said that she's rewatching the, like, the thing, the whole thing, makes me think that she's preparing. Mm-hmm. Could be. I mean, you can. All, I mean, Could we can be. always say that. Oh well, you know, 
um, it's a writer's strike, so she doesn't, maybe she doesn't really have anything, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. Nah, dog. If she's watching, rewatching that, I would doubt that she's preparing for something that's coming later. Mm-hmm. I can see it. I can see it. So, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I think she, Haley knows when she coming back. Y'all just don't. And she ain't going to tell you because she can't. Yeah, because she wants to keep her job. There you go. And I don't blame her because I like to keep a job myself. So, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. All right. So, since we're talking about the future, um, and I just mentioned Thunderbolts. Who is driving by? Um, I just mentioned Thunderbolts. We know that, and I really hope I'm pronouncing his name right, uh, Stephen Yun from The Walking Dead, who also we saw most recently in the Netflix TV show Beef, which was actually really good. So, if you have not watched that, watch that. It is a shit show unlike anything I've ever seen before. Okay. It, shit show. It's just, just showing, you know. Don't you never know what's going to happen when you encounter somebody with road rage or who's just having a bad day, right? And some people just don't know how to let it go. So we know that he has already been. Well, they said that he was being cast as a villain in the Thunderbolts film. I think that they are specifically saying who is he supposed to be? This guy. He's damn it. What is his name? I'm staring right at him, and I cannot for the life of me remember Sentry. So he's supposed to be cast as that. But anyway, so uh, so they were doing an actor's roundtable with the Hollywood Reporter, and Stephen shared how interesting his new role is going to be. He said it kind of came together in a weird way. Drac- Jack, Jake Schreier? I don't know, who did episodes of Beef. <laughs> he got the gig to direct it, and he kind of saw me for the role. And I read the role, and I was like, this is actually a really interesting role. I'd be down to explore this. Uh, so networking matters. And he said, uh, I think it's less, they asked him if he saw this as um, something new rather than checking things off of a bucket list. Because at this point, Marvel has turned into this well or machine that most people will be dying to be a part of in some capacity. And he said, I think it's, he said, I think it's less about checking things off of a bucket list and more looking at an experience. It's more like, do I want to experience that? Putting it out is a whole nother thing that I'm going to have to prepare for afterwards. But in the immediate, I'm just down to just experience that experience. And it's interesting because it kind of makes me think of who was it? Um, There was someone not too long ago who was saying something very similar, like just something about doing things with Marvel. It's just a unique experience that you don't, you just don't get that anywhere else. And so maybe that's how he's looking at it. But okay, Thunderbolts is supposed to come out next July, July 26th. I don't know how that's possible. With this writer strike, and then I looked it up today, there has been no positive movement with that strike. We've got, they've been striking for a month now. And I think I read somewhere that, um, let me see, because there, there was a specific um, quote in there that kind of took me it, it just caught me off guard about how much this says that this writer strike is impacting things i think it was like almost like six to seven billion dollars like every month or something that's insane so and what they're requesting isn't out of the order it's not unfair they just want to be paid what they should be getting paid especially now that streaming is it's such a big deal now um so hopefully they can get it together because they are going to be messing up all of my planned shows. Invincible is still coming out. We know Steven is actually the voice of Invincible right. in the I was, series. I just looked up Century to see what he would look like. And I'm just, I still can't see it. But if I, mm-hmm. I trust Marvel, so I'm sure they'll make him look the part. That's number one. Number two, he's so, he's attractive enough to be a leading man. 
and he is in some things. I would love to see him be in a leading man and not just a strictly Asian production or a majority mm-hmm. you know, Asian production. Um, I think that would be cool. Um, but uh oh, yes, I was on TikTok and somebody showed a video or a picture of Sebastian Stan. Mm-hmm. And if they are supposed to be filming, he's bulked up. Mm. So maybe filming was supposed to start soon. They just like, nope. Because he looks he looks like muscular. He's grown his hair out, so he might be going back to long hair Buzzy Barnes, which I was a fan of. It gave him an edge. Mm-hmm. It gave him that villain look. Mm-hmm. Trying to see if there's anything, any movement that they can say. Thunderbolts, um, Marvel, filming. Uh, yeah, they definitely, they haven't started filming. Production hasn't started. It was supposed to start, as of May the 25th, it was supposed to start within three weeks. And because of the writer's strike, it's been put on pause. So there's that. Um, and the last thing, which is going to lead us into our homework soon. Mm-hmm. I just want to mention it because we're going to do Titans first. We're going to go knock that out. And just let the, the, the end of the show just be... Uh, Spider-Man. But Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse has made history on IMDb. So it's a Spider-Verse. Well, I hate that they put Spider-Verse too. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse holds a ranking of 9.1, making it the highest user rated superhero movie on IMDb, passing its predecessor uh, into the Spider-Verse and The Dark Knight by Christopher Nolan. That is a tall feat. It is. <laughs> that is like, a huge feat. Like when James, like, Dunn, for, especially before it to be an animated film. James animated Dunn said film. that is Spider Man across the Spider Verse, whatever it's called, into the Spider Verse. It is. He said that is the best mm-hmm. comic book film of all time. Yeah, there are people who are already saying that like, they were comparing it with the other Spider Man films, and they're like. Yeah. Comparing this to all of the live actions, this is far and beyond better than anything that they've done. And it's not to say that none of them have been good. There was just something so magical about this film. And to know that there's going to be a follow-up. <sighs> I can't believe it. I, I can't believe they did it again, but we'll get to it. But And something else that's worth noting, this movie was over two hours long. And I didn't even care. I had to pee so bad. Not, I doubt there was one child anywhere compl- complaining about the length of this film. No. You know, most of the time when it comes to animated films, they try to keep it under a certain like threshold just because, you know, kids get antsy. When all the stuff unfolded, as far as what he had to let happen, I was stuck. I was stuck because I'm sitting here. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. But it was just good. And just to know that. And then while we're talking about that, I saw an article. I sent Dovecat an article earlier about box office. But since then, I think that numbers have been adjusted um, because they are expecting it to be higher. Uh, Let's see. Let me bring up that article really quick. So is this the one that I just looked at? Yes. Okay. So Friday alone it said that um, miles morales's film had the third highest opening ever for animated film with 69.1 million dollars on friday they have there have been projections at that time i think the article i sent you that said they were thinking it might fall around like one 113 million over the course of the week and that that friday was only like 50 million or something Mm -hmm. they are saying that it could potentially get up to 150 million over the weekend i think it's gonna do it I think it's going to do it. I think it's going to do it. 
And then to put that in perspective, the very first Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse only made like 36 million over three days. That says a couple of things. One, that movie had legs. That, that first movie had legs because people were talking about that movie. It was not only talked about because of how good it was, but then it ended up winning an Oscar for Best Animated Film, which this no doubt will win an Oscar for. I can't imagine that anything is going to come out between now and award season that will beat this as an animated film. But that also says word of mouth was big for that one. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth is huge for this one. Everybody is talking about how amazing this film was, how it was such a great continuation of the first one. The animation was still spot on. And this it has such amazing sequences. And like I told um, Dovecat when I saw it, I was like, it's darker too. Mm-hmm. It's a darker feel to it. Like the first one wasn't like the lightest film in the world either, but the feel of this one, it just feels a little heavier because you're seeing more about all these other characters' backgrounds, especially Gwen's and how, you know, we always knew that she lost her best friend, but they didn't really go into detail in the first film about all oh. of that. We got to see that. And <clears throat> Yeah, but we'll talk about that later. But yes, the word of mouth for this is going to be big. This movie is going to have legs. It is already putting Fast X to shame because, <laughs> you know, oh, that came out. Then Little Mermaid can. came. Yeah, Little Mermaid came after that. And then now this. Little Mermaid is expected to debut number two. Well, um, have hit number two in box office this weekend with about 40 million, which is still pretty strong for a movie like that. And with stiff competition from an animated side of things, because generally like something like that is catering to kids and people who like cartoons. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've stolen the whole cartoon population for this because it's also being marketed towards young girls as well, because Gwen Stacy has a larger role here. And I feel it's getting bigger for, based off of how things are going to end too. So it's just, whew. okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready for us to get there, mm-hmm. but we're going to go ahead and close out blurdy news i don't think we said it last week but as far as the book goes we're still reading the book we're just not going to sit down and try to talk about it every four chapters because it just doesn't feel natural it doesn't it just doesn't feel natural so we're just going to read the book and then we're going to come back with our thoughts when we're done Mm -hmm. i will say that about it only took 17 chapters but about the 16th 17th chapter things started to get interesting But I had to give up reading the book. I had to do the audible just because the sound effects and this, you hear the little lasers shooting and the doors opening when they go through. So it's literally like I have a better way of visualizing what's going on because, baby, the struggle be real. It is Mm -hmm. real. So we are going to go ahead and get into our homework. Our homework included us talking about Titans because we're now catching up. We talked, we're on episode 10 of um, season four. The last one, it don't matter, y'all. It's the final season. And this episode was called Game Over. What were your thoughts about Game Over? I told you last week that I felt like Game Over was a better episode than Dude, Where's My Gar? To me, it was a lot more going on that at least made sense because Mm -hmm. Dude, Where's My Gar was just a big puzzle of shit that I could not put together. That was just not a jigsaw puzzle that I was going to complete. But, okay, I'm going to say this really quickly and then I'm going to get your feedback. Raven, the lady who does her acting, she's not a good actress. She's not a good actress at all. This whole laying in the floor thing that she was doing and no, hang it up, delicious. Hang it up. But I'll let you go ahead because you were you were thinking it. You know, you were thinking it when she was supposed to be laying on the floor all like this. And then she's he went to 
to your left, behind you, girl. Bye. I, I, I don't. I just think she's young. But how old is she now? Because I can't use that as an excuse anymore. How old is this girl? I don't know. Is she Tegan? Yes. She is 19. She's been acting on this show for five years. How old is she? By, she's 19. She be she should be better now. You've been on the set of this show for five years. And this is all behind you. She's dying. But she wasn't. <laughs> she was sucking her life force. She was dying. And that's that's what dying sounds like? Yes. Mm-mm. I don't know. But anyway, what were your thoughts on this episode? This one shows uh, Gar waking up and and Corey somehow making it over there. I don't, see the stuff this, I, I don't know, but it, I tried to put it together by him saying that she was probably pulled in because there was something she herself had to do. But yeah. And then we also saw the whole thing between Connor and Brother Blood. I can't remember what's about uh, that guy's name is. Is it Sebastian? No. It is Sebastian. Okay. What else do we see? So that, that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. The actor that plays Sebastian just gave up with the accent. Mm-hmm. He just gave up. What what accent was he supposed to have? I thought before he was like regular, it was like he was, it was like, it was English, right? Mm-hmm. With an American accent. And then oh. His native accent came right on in. Oh, yeah. And now he's just trying. Yeah. It's it's kind of like when Holly Berry gave up trying to have the accent from X-Men 1 to 2. This is like, and see, that won't happen, Marvel, if you get a person of African descent who was first generation American. They'll be able to pick up the accent just like that and keep it. Why? Because they heard it every day. Mm-hmm. And probably had to stop talking that way when they got out in, in public. Away from their parents and their family. But anyways, to get back to I have it. to ask, did you find Cyborg cute? <laughs> he was cute. I think the fact that he was a jackass threw me off because mm-hmm. that's what really threw me off. Because Teen Titans Go, he was adorable, right? Oh, child. I, can, I hate that that's what you compare it to. Man, but even <laughs> Ray, Ray Fisher's wasn't really an asshole. He was just a loner until he let everybody in. This one is just a jackass to be a jackass. And I don't know if I like that. Um, but the actor is attractive. I could tell that through his little eye patch. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was all right. I didn't understand why Corey was with him, with Gar. I didn't I didn't I didn't get that. Um, unless she was supposed to be the link that brings him back. I don't I don't understand. Um, let me see. What else? When I was watching it and last week you said something about it being Constantine, and you're definitely right, it was Constantine, even though they didn't say it. That's how else. What other jump will you make? Right. London, friend, magic. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it was too many too many things to me that connected him to things. I just wish I just wish he would have said it. Maybe I don't they understand can't why say it. it was why not? They all are part of the same thing. That's just, true. I don't know. I don't well, maybe know. they wanted I don't know. Maybe they wanted to make that leap, the logical leap that it was Constantine. Maybe mm-hmm. they threw that in there for us. And that regular people who don't who are not really familiar with the DCEU. Or the animated side of things, if they're not familiar with that, or just DCU comics in general, they may not be familiar with Constantine. So by just saying a friend and whatever, they could get away with that and it wouldn't make any difference. But people who do know would catch the reference. I don't know. Um, What else? So I looked up the whole thing about Corey getting there. Even in this recap, they don't even know how to explain it. They just said, Corey leaves to plan her next steps, both personally in regards to Con- and in regards to Connor and Sebastian's alliance, but she accidentally wanders through a magical doorway that takes her to Gar. So I, I don't know. Like I said, unless she was supposed to be the one responsible for bringing him back to the group, I don't know. No, um, I don't know either. 
But I mean, that's that. Let's see. Um, yeah, Brother Blood is a wackadoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he's crazy. That, that whole plan about planting that inside the game and then I thought just, that was wild. Yeah. It was genius for what he's trying to do, but I would have yeah. never expected that's what he would have been doing. Just like I can't imagine that Connor expected that's what he was gonna do either. No. Connor Connor thought he was in control. And was not. And was not in control. About him taking out his mama though. Listen, I have said it once and I'll say it again. You cannot trust a white woman with no eyebrows. <laughs> even more so when they don't even attempt to draw them back on. You can't trust a woman like that because she has nothing else left to give and zero fucks are given. So, uh-uh. When her ass woke up at the end, I said, now why didn't you stay dead? And why aren't you more burnt than that? Mm-hmm. That was one thing. Um, What else? Oh, yeah. Connor letting them in. I thought was cute, but this whole Lex Luthor thing doesn't feel natural for him. Mm -mm. And I just wish that he would get be get like stop being that way. Even when he yeah. found out about children, like when he found out about honestly, I think I don't even think Lex Luthor would have drawn like drawn the line there. I think, and that's the mm -hmm. difference. Like I don't think Lex mm -hmm. Luthor would have felt any type of way about the fact that he was controlling millions of people. I think he probably would have found a way for to make it work for his benefit as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But when Connor, Connor has too much heart, he has yes, too, he cares too much. He does care. And the fact that he was like children, he was like, yeah, you know, I was left out. They're not going to be. I need them. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, okay. And like, right. and Connor was just like, uh, uh. That's why I mean, I feel like when he finds the perfect median balance to being, you know, Superboy, I think he'll be all right. I was just like, you don't have to be as clean cut as your white nationalist daddy. He doesn't. But you don't have to be as cutthroat and evil as Lex. You can really be a happy medium to be cutthroat when you need it and compassionate when you know when you need that too. Like, mm -hmm. look at the type. Look at Dick. Look at Corey. Mm -hmm. Well, even look being at how, look at the the path that every single character has gone through on this show. Every character has been dark at some point in time. Mm -hmm. I think Gar went dark out of his control, like when he was killing when they were controlling him to kill people. But like Raven was dark, Dick went then went through a dark phase. Corey went through a dark phase. Like even the people who are no longer there have gone through some dark phases. So I, but but you know we also have to remember that Connor really is still a kid. Yeah, he still really is a kid. Like he's, and I think he in a way he's acting almost like he's going through puberty. Like he feels like he knows everything already. You can't tell him, can't teach him nothing. He knows everything, and then it doesn't help that he. It's part Lex Luthor, so he has that intellect already there. He's just not really good at applying things because he doesn't have life experience to be able to understand how humans react to certain stuff. Mm -hmm. But well, he knew yeah. that he bit off more than he could chew when he realized that they was controlling people through that game. Like he, you could tell his choices were just like ah, oh. and not even just controlling them. They people were dying, dying, he was killing yeah. people. Oh, oh boy, the scientists with the nosebleed and that fake reaction from Tim. Tim, let me tell you something. It's not that I have a thing against gay couples. I have a thing against gay couples that don't make sense. And this one does not. As a whole ass gay man, I am not here for this little thing that they're trying to make happen. I'm not. This man, I'm sorry. There ain't nothing about this white man that makes me feel like he would be doing all this to try to... No. No. I just don't. And I don't feel it. And honestly, I think they don't have chemistry. And I think At some all, of that is because exactly the guy who plays Tim is not gay. I don't... Like, so... It just seems really forced. Um, they definitely didn't do any chemistry reads. Mm -mm. None. There were no chemistry reads here. And I don't, 
and I'll and I'll say this, you guys. I know people probably like, why does she care so much about chemistry? This this reason mm-hmm. because then I'm I'm forced to watch this show that I enjoy, and I'm forced to watch them not be great at being a gay couple and seeing mm-hmm. that it looks forced and that it doesn't look it doesn't look good. It doesn't look natural. Mm-mm. Tim and oh boy, don't work. Aquaman and Amber Heard don't work. Just they, <laughs> those are just two people that I can think of right off the bat that don't have chemistry. And nah, Mm-mm. but yeah, um, they're gonna give us Tim in that Robin costume on the very last episode, and I'm gonna punch my TV screen. Oh, <laughs> and there went the TV screen. We're getting it. Yeah, I, I just mm, that chemistry is trash. So. But Gross. negative. I guess, I like guess we'll see what happens in this next episode. The next episode is called Project Starfire. This is one the last two episodes. Um I don't I really don't know where this is going. At this Me point, either. I can't really tell you where it's going. I'm just hoping that um it ends up going pretty well. Well, I'm I don't sure. think um I don't think Corey is gonna die. Or if she does die, I think she's coming back. Um because y'all can't keep nothing to yourselves on TikTok. And also, again, I can't be like a curmudgeon about something that I haven't watched when I've had plenty of times, weeks at this point, to have watched the finale. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, can I really be mad at them people? But yeah, mm-hmm. it looks like she survived. They look like they have a happy ending, but I don't know. Yeah, I haven't had any of the Titan stuff pop up outside of people loving Tim Drake's um, costume, but um, I guess we'll see. So like I said, the next episode is called Project Starfire. The last episode is called Titans Forever. So we'll see. But you ready? You look so excited. That takes us into Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. If you have not seen it, just stop. Because we're going to spoil this whole entire movie. Y'all had, y'all come back, you know, pin this episode. Uh-huh. Come back come around the 52-minute mark. Uh-huh. And then, you know, we won't be spoiling it for you. But today... It's going to get spoiled. Oh, we both spoiling this. Oh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Initial reactions. Because I haven't even listened to your TikTok yet. Really? No, okay. no, no. I did. I did because you pointed at the dude. Yeah, I did. It was like, yeah. So. Um, um, it was kind of late when I did it. And I couldn't think of the other people on the other side, which is why there's that pause. I was like, ah. But anyways, um, like I said in my TikTok, um, was that basically I was not expecting this movie to be as good as the first and maybe mm-hmm. even a tad bit better, right? Like I had, like I had, a, I was like, I'm going to watch it because the first one was so dope. And I was expecting it for it to be a good film. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I was betting on that. But what I got, whew, what I got, I was excited the whole time. And I was amazing. telling my husband, I was telling him, I was just like that. They really took not took their time, but they really put the time and effort in um, to one, let us know how long, how much time had passed. Mm-hmm. Two, that he had been alone this whole time. Um, mm-hmm. Three, they, they really, like, and I saw this from like the previews and the trailers and stuff, they really kind of put a little bit of time into making Miles um, look more mature. His hair has gotten bigger. He has filled out. His face looks more mature. And they also made it a point that everybody noticed how big that he had gotten. Gwen noticed mm-hmm. how big he had got. Um, Peter Parker, Peter J. Parker, was had noticed how big he got. And I was that little detail. I don't know, meant a lot to me. Um, I thought that he was Dominican, but he's Puerto Rican. 
Yeah, his his mom is Puerto Rican. I think they mentioned it in the first one too. Okay, they had a flag up in the house. I think. Okay, I don't know why I thought he was Dominican. Is he Dominican in the comics? Mm-mm. No, he's Puerto Rican in the comics too. Yeah, I think he's Puerto Rican in the comics too. Let me confirm, but yeah. Also, while we're talking about his ethnicity, y'all, I know y'all want the dude or the dude who plays Miles, um, the voice, Shamik, would love to play Miles Morales in a live action. I'm going to tell you something right now. It ain't happening. I'm going to tell you why it's not happening. Because they have actors who are of Black and Puerto Rican descent as actors that can play that role. Let that man. We have one that is already out here that would fit that role perfectly. Who? Miles Brown from Blackish. He's literally black and Puerto Rican. Oh, really? Put him in there? Is His name is Miles. It's written in the stars. It's really okay, in the I don't know if he's Puerto Rican. I think he's uh, his mom. He's black and his mom is Mexican and Filipino. Close. He good. He he can he can fit. He, visually, he fits the part. Perfect. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, he Them trying to get the guy who's doing the voice actor to do it? No. This no. is a whole black. He's Jamaican. He's talking about, yeah, he's like, I would I would really put my all, I would cut my beard, I would be clean shaven, get really, really built. And I said, baby, you can do all of that. And they still not going to cash you. Because you are you 28. They're not going to cash you, baby. They not. You are, One, you you are 28. You can't, you can't even pass for a 16-year-old. That and two, you're not Tom Holland. Tom Holland looks 12 and he's in his 20s. Okay? You mm-hmm. like a mature black man. And, and, this, and that's no shade. But honestly, y'all, if we it's are going to do this the right way. Y'all need to put an actor who is of black and Puerto Rican descent. Okay? Let's make that thing. Well, this sounds like it's time for me to brush up on my acting skills because I just happen to be black and Puerto Rican. So, If you going to get your 37-year-old ass out of here talking about trying to be Miles, okay? <laughs> and what you, uh, you know what? It does, that's, no, I'm not going there. I just want to say I mean, about they, they've made here. They've made Patrick Stewart look younger. And like something, so I think you applying think they the put right to de-age you. If it's the right person, and I could be the right person, <gasps> the delusion right now, okay, <laughs> the delusion right now. But anyway, <laughs> let me continue on, okay. Mm-hmm. The animation was on point. Mm-hmm. I like how they had like, especially when they were doing Gwen stuff how the background, the animation kind of reflected how she was feeling. I thought that was dope as hell. Um, I like the I even like the random stuff where she would be looking in the mirror, but you would see the version of her masked up. Like, yeah. it was like, you, you always just, there was so many thoughts behind how things were being presented. And like you said, like the fact that they had things around her reflecting her emotions, it's like, y'all did this. Y'all did this. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, they did the damn thing. Um, mm-hmm. Even with like, Miles' parents kind of talking to him, him kind of being crazy about Gwen, him knowing that something's off about Gwen and following mm-hmm. her, um, all of that. I, I, w- I have been mad with Gwen since she came to his universe. I was mad when she put that little um, mm-hmm. thing, thing on the, on the mm-hmm. wall. I was mad at that. I, I was I was I was mad at Gwen from the time she did that until the very end of the movie where she yeah, was when still she on did that. But yeah, what she did, I knew that she was there for a different reason. She wasn't there for him. Mm-hmm. And what she messed, she was supposed to be just doing that. She wasn't supposed to be up there in his face. And then she she know that boy like her. Exactly. Um, let me see. What else? The fact that he took a chance and jumped in that dimension. Um into um what's it called? Mon Mumbai? 
Yeah, it was it almost it was giving like Indian, Middle Eastern kind of flares to me, like the way the culture and stuff was. Yeah, well, it, I mean, it is because Spider-Man India. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know how to properly pronounce the name, so. Well, apparently it's a combination of Mumbai and Manhattan. Mm. So Mumbai, I think it's how you pronounce Mubatten? it. I could mm. be wrong, but it, we, we're, we're there. Um, Spider-Man India. I like the look of that baby. I liked his costume was dope. How he did his web was dope. His hair was dope. They really mm-hmm. leaned into that because culturally, I think- everybody's hair, everybody's hair was so dope. Even like Spider Punk. Like, we gonna get into we, him, but we gonna get into him. But and we then the we one that kept him. narrating himself, he was in the original. Um, if you go back and watch the nineteen nineties Spider Man. On cartoon mm-hmm. when they did the basically the spider verse kind of thing there he was one of the spider men in that one like, oh. with the torn sleeves and stuff so when i saw him i was like oh okay and then they had the one from the animated cartoon that's on uh the new one that's supposed to be coming out mm-hmm. like that he was already in there okay but go ahead go ahead okay i was All trying right. to label some of the ones that i know i had seen in other stuff already mm-hmm. um let's see i like yeah, Spider-Man India, I loved him. Whew, I loved him, loved the look of him, loved his hair, loved him. And he was so cute and so sweet. Um, mm-hmm. So that was cool. Let me see. Oh, what I did notice was that Aunt May looks the same across all the universes. Have you noticed that? Same with um, Miles's parents. Miles's parents look the same. Aunt May looks mm-hmm. the same. They had Aunt May and Gwen's universe. beings. <laughs> yes, she must be. Because she looks the same. She's just different colors, different hair. But... May was the same. Um, some of the Peter Parkers, they did look the same, but um, I'm trying to see. Mm-hmm. When they all came together, they worked together to save the um, the whole bus situation and save them. I thought it was dope how they came together and started working together, um, which was, I think, kind of like a flip because before, previously, Miles didn't know how to work with any of them. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he was able to kind of lead them together to kind of save everybody, I thought was kind of dope. Um, still mad I at Gwen. I have to say that I picked up on, you know, they later talk about when Gwen was trying to keep him from running out there. When that happened, I don't know why my mind automatically went to the person in this bus was supposed to die. Really? I did not think that. Because, because you know, every Spider-Man has trauma. And that uh, something about the Spider-Man India just gave me a new Spider-Man. He said six months. He had only been Spider-Man yeah. for six months. And every Spider-Man had a death early on in their spider career. So it just seemed like as soon as he looked down at the bus and that person was looking at him, I think, it was, was this his mom? This is girlfriend. Gotcha. Girlfriend. I was like looking at that and I was just like, she was supposed to die. But she but honestly, and, but I didn't know that Gwen was trying to keep him from going because mm-hmm. of that. I just thought like I was expecting that they were not going to be able to save that bus mm-hmm. and that person was gonna go and we were gonna see the thing that kind of set him off completely as being officially a Spider-Man. But he but she wasn't the one that was supposed to die though. Well, I'm she guessing like, everybody hey. in there was well, I'm guessing everybody in there had to go. <laughs> Because he was saying because Miles saved the captain, her daddy, it kind of set everything in motion, um, which would make it a canon event. They said that his daddy, not her, his daddy, his girlfriend's daddy was supposed to have le- was supposed to have died. I think him mm-hmm. and that little girl were supposed to have yeah. died. Um, and they saved them. And see, oh, mm, 
Gwen, that's why Gwen pissed me off. And it wasn't until I connected the dots. I was just like, you knew then. Like, why are we doing this? I thought that was trash. The whole thing was trash. trash about that. But I... Okay, so I I hated Gwen too, but then there were moments where I just liked them together. Like, it's amazing how you can yeah, it's amazing how you can have someone who's a cartoon character still giving you chemistry. Because <laughs> they had good chemistry when they were sitting on top of the thing and they were yeah. just talking. There was just something you can tell that there was there was something between them. But I felt really bad for her when she was in her universe and her dad was literally about to arrest her even after seeing who she was is like at what what are we and i guess and they were trying to say that he was trying to do the right thing i was like what do you what are you solving by seeing that this person was over the dead body seeing later that it was actually your daughter and she's telling you hey i would not kill my best friend right and you're still trying to arrest her for what for that's what i did not get you see this what are you arresting her for you really think that your daughter would kill her own best friend? As Spider, nothing about that made sense to me. But he was more upset about the fact, and this is what I'm thinking. That he was more upset with the fact that she had lied to him for all this time. And that if she lied mm. about being Spider Person, maybe she was also lying about killing her best friend. It's a jump. However, what you said is mm-hmm. true. You should know me and know that that's she, not something that I would do intentionally. She mourned. And grieved in the same way that he was grieving over. Mm-hmm. Like it's just there were so many things that just didn't like. I understood what they were doing, but it just upset me that that's the way his mind was thinking. Yeah. It really upset me that that was the way that his mind was thinking. But okay, so we're gonna get into them. But who was your favorite Spider character that you saw in this movie? Let me tell you something. Spider Punk is the realest on the team. <laughs> he is the realest on the team. And I, I think and I'm hoping that he survives beyond the Spider-Verse. And I mm-hmm. hope that he is a mentor figure to Miles because he was the realest one because he also knew mm-hmm. but didn't believe that he shouldn't know. Mm-hmm. And like, he was just like, why would you want to join this without knowing? Mm-hmm. Like question, like, why would you do that? He's like, I don't know. Y'all seem cool. I want to be with the cool kids. Um. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. And even like when he kind of, even coming onto the scene, he looked cool as hell. And he does. Even Miles. When Miles said, how do you look cool? Even with your mask off. He said, I've always been this cool. And I was just like, (laughs) those locks and those nose rings. My God, I loved him. Oh, I loved him. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I just, even Miles was in awe of him even then. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So I'm, and he's probably even more so now that, he, tr- he helped him get out of that thing. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it. So let me see. What else? Um, let me go back to, I have a question for you. People mm-hmm. seem to think that Jessica Drew, wait a minute, that's not her name, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, Jessica Drew, Easter Ray's character, mm-hmm. spider person, that the baby is by Miguel. Um, oh no. I don't know about that, but I do remember you saying in your um, video that you don't trust her. I don't. Let me tell you why, because she was, she was, that's, and see, that's why people were saying that as soon as she said, but my husband is really, really hot, Miguel popped onto the screen. And I was like, mm, I can see that. Um, She's also, she, even, even when she is like, I think she knows what Miguel is doing is not right, which is why she let Gwen go when she saw her. He's trying to make biscuits in the corner over here. No. Oh. Anyways, 
even like, and this is why I feel this way, like even towards the end, she saw Gwen and she could have easily been like, hey, I see Gwen, let's whatever, whatever. And she didn't say anything while Gwen kind of jumped out of into the universe or trying to leave to go pick up elsewhere. So, which makes me think maybe she is kind of involved with Miguel. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't see, know. I, I'm, on the, I'm on the fence with her because I feel like they could have easily turned this whole thing around to make her understand why what's what Miles was doing was something that most people would do. Because imagine someone sitting down and telling her, this baby that you're carrying, you have to let die. She would have, there was no way that she as a mother would do that. And that's why I think that her character is going to change significantly in the second one. Because by the time the second one comes, I feel like this baby's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And as a mother, that's going to change her whole thought process. I can see that being the catalyst for her officially turning on Miguel, if we're going to say it that way. But I don't, yeah, like I said, I think she knows that it's been wrong, that she mm -hmm. knows that, because she'll she'll say little stuff like, well, you know how he can be, I can't, there's nothing I can do, yada, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, She's fiercely loyal to him, and I'm wondering if that's why, because they're together, right? But I don't know, it seems weird. She seems, the type of person, her personality that presented on screen doesn't seem like somebody that would mesh well with him. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll have to see. We'll probably see at the end who the daddy is. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel I think the whole time she's known what's right, but she's just gung ho following behind Miguel because she thinks Miguel well, Miguel thinks he knows best and she's probably he's convinced everybody that he does. So I don't know. I think she's loyal to that point. I don't know really sure why she's so loyal to him, but I guess that will be revealed. Um oh, one of my favorite parts, and I saw it on TikTok earlier, and I'm glad somebody captured it, was when they were starting to fight and Hobie was just like, yes, now we're talking. And she was just like, this is not helping. And he was like, good. Cause it was like, nah, mm -hmm. when Miles got snatched up, Miles got snatched up and um, he told him how to get out. And then instead of chasing Miles, like everybody else, he he left and went back to his dimension. Um, and I'm just like, that's dope as hell. Like, he is the realest to me. Mm -hmm. on the yeah, I, I love that whole thing. Cause it when he taught him early on, early before that whole sequence, when he got trapped inside the little thing by yeah. Miguel, it was like, no, you have to use your whole hand, like your palms. Like he was just using his fingers. fingers. He used it to break, and you just saw him smile. Like it made him excited to see one, probably that he was listening, but two, that he got out of there on his own. Because, yeah. like you said, he sits, he knows what right and wrong is. It, I don't, but that also makes me wonder. It's like, yay, let me praise you for being real, but also you still doing the same shit that everybody else is doing. So how much praise should you be getting? Right. But because you still tagging along and doing whatever, because if he wasn't doing what he's supposed to be doing, then Miguel probably be after him too. Right. I, honestly, and what's crazy though, this is what's crazy to me, is that if you know that Spider-Punk is anti-establishment, right? Mm -hmm. Anti-dictatorship, all that good stuff. Why would you ask him to be on it, right? Mm -hmm. And honestly, I feel like if given the opportunity, I think he would have said something to, to Miles about what they were planning to do because he was he was against it. Mm -hmm. Which doesn't, but then it doesn't explain why he was there. So I don't know. And 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 they don't really talk about what happened between him and Gwen. Between who and Gwen? Hobie. Oh, because she mentioned when she was with Miles that you know, um, you know, something about a toothbrush at his house. I said a toothbrush. That's overnight stuff. Oh yeah, when she was asking, he was asking. He was like, "Wait, what did you do? What do you mean?" That's overnight stuff. So, but okay, yeah. so what? I had something else for you. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Okay, okay. so about these injections that M Miguel is giving himself. Mm -hmm. 
So I was Googling that and that particular Spider-Man wasn't really doing that. Like he, it, well, the injections weren't giving him powers. No, nah, I think it's for the suit. I know. So what is it? But he also seems to become a bit more manic after he did too, because he definitely went left mm. after he injected himself. So I'm like, so are they writing this version of him to make it be a little bit of both? Mm. Like borrowing from multiple storylines for this particular one or what? I don't know. It's um, hard for me. I, go ahead. There's something going on with Miguel, and it's hard for me to feel sorry for him when he's acting like a wackadoo against my miles. Um, and I'm I'm sure he'll come around by the third one, but right now I'm not really seeing it for him because I don't. I honestly anything. feel like he's only mad. He's freaking out as much as he is about Miles because he's given up something, and he feels like every single one of them has to give up something because he's probably still reeling for whatever he had to give up. Like he then, had to let happen, and like because they they said who, who Miles asked someone and was like, "Well, how do you know that something bad is going to happen if you keep them from dying?" They're like, "Well, do you want to find out?" I'm like, "No, but." Are y'all really doing this and not really knowing what's happening? Right. Are we truly sure that these little portals or these things that they were trying to contain are a result of that? Because if that's the case, shouldn't Miles' universe already have something there? Because he shouldn't have been bit by that spider. Right. None of that stuff should have happened. Because even Miles was just like, do you know that you're basing all of this off on an algorithm? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Don't like Mm -hmm. it. Crazy. The okay. The fact that he said they said this this was important. I think when he when they're talking about college while he's a sophomore and basically saying that he wants to figure out how to bridge and travel dimensions and being mm-hmm. able to do that in Princeton. I think that's gonna come back up because I think he's gonna figure it out in the third with the help of somebody. With, probably with the help of Miguel and um maybe another older one. I don't know. But I wonder if he's gonna get it from himself. I mean, because he's literally in the universe with himself right now. Do you think that the Prowler Miles is going to come around? Because he seems evil. But He also- seems evil, but look at... This is what my thought process is here. He and his uncle are only bad now because their dad is dead. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were already bad. I'm thinking that their behavior now is a direct result of his brother and his dad but they're dead mm-hmm. and now they're out doing they could be literally going out here fighting crime he doesn't know that yet he just knows that the prowler was out here and in his universe the prowler was a bad guy just like he thought his uncle was going to be the prowler and it's not his uncle it's him so i i have a feeling that that version of him is just a a darker version of him that isn't kind of like um ronan from Endgame, when uh, Hawkeye became Ronan, he became oh. Ronan killing people because he lost everything. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I also can't imagine that all this stuff is happening and the mom doesn't know. <laughs> all they did was go upstairs. They literally didn't go. They didn't go to a secret hideout. No, nothing. They just went upstairs. <laughs> so I'm just like something. Something is off here, and mm-hmm. I, I think that it was done intentionally to make us think that this Miles here is a bad guy, but he may be only bad due to his circumstances. He might be out here. There's no super. There's no Spider Man. These are just criminals running the streets. Maybe he and his uncle have taken upon themselves to take them out, and his you know he's just killing them. Yeah, some um some people were saying like they were talking about the difference between Prowler Miles. That's what I'm. The, how I'm going to differentiate them and then regular miles. Um, mm-hmm. but the prowler miles version, they were saying that his act, his Spanish accent was a little bit thicker because he spent a lot mm-hmm. of time with his mom. And it mm-hmm. is, I was 
like, okay. That's I, why that's I why I sent you the message saying I ain't had no daddy around when I was growing up. That's why I'm wild and I don't give I was quoting Tierra Marie. But yeah. um <laughs> but that's what gave me like instead of having the presence equal presence of both of them, he's probably been raised primarily by the Puerto Rican side, and that's why that accent is thicker. And I love y'all, I'm sorry, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I love the look of Prowler Miles. I love it. I just love it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much. Um, I also loved that the way that Miles got real serious when appealing to his other side or the softer side got him nowhere. He was just like, oh, well, let me man up and get out of this situation because I got to. Um, mm-hmm. Also, also, when he was doing the whole DNA thing, did you think he was going back to his universe? I think he thought he was. He, I immediately knew that he wasn't. I immediately yeah, knew that he was going I, to. Because they made it a point to let us know that, you know, this spider came. I think they even said the university that spider came from. Mm-hmm. So it was like, soon as the thing came up, I think it happened so fast that we were probably as a lot of us as viewers were probably like, okay, he's going home. And then when he got to this universe, everything was matching perfectly. So it's like, oh, he's home. But then his mom was like, who the hell is Spider-Man? Is that like that Comic-Con thing? And he's like, no. It's, she was, I was like, she is reacting very well to this. Oh my God. But yeah, he, um, that baby. I don't, was that if that's the case, then why did Jessica Drew go to his old universe? Because she was following Miguel. And that's where they thought that he was going. See, that's the thing too. Why are they that stupid? <laughs> They assumed that's where he was. They were going. That's why I was just like, maybe that's why they assumed that's where he was going. But I knew whenever they said something about the DNA, I was like, okay. But they didn't do his DNA. They did the spider's DNA, which makes mm-hmm. sense because the spider DNA is intertwined in his. So it sent him there. Um, I was hoping, because you know what, real talk? The whole time, I thought that he was going to 42 for a purpose. Mm. I really, I thought there was a reason why that he like. I, I feel like he. I thought he purposely knew that's where he was going, and I was like, maybe he's trying to figure out something. Maybe we figure out what's going on. Maybe he could figure out a way to fight the, the dot. But nah, he was just there willy nilly. Um, do you think the number forty two? I, I don't know. Maybe I, th- I thought that. Um, I immediately thought of Jackie Robinson. I was looking up to see if. Um, oh, because oh, th- they were so smart about this because well, even. Like now that I'm thinking about, I remember it too. In the very first Into the Spider Verse, he did that spider had a 42 on his back. I did not notice that, but mm-hmm. I think what I did notice, I was watching, I was watching, um, I was looking to make sure that I wasn't crazy that um he wore a 42. So that's why I immediately thought of Jackie Robinson. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, damn, what were we talking about? My mind is fried. Just that quick before. Um, we were talking about just. Them going to the wrong universe. Um, oh, okay. I was watching the breakdown. Um, Eric did, did one. Watch those on, I'm about to watch those. that too. And um, what I didn't notice, I I missed that um, it had 42 on it. But also when he when he was trying to jump when he first became Spider Man and he fell and broke the jump the jump drive, four and two were on the sides of him. Oh, that's what this article is specifically talking about all the times that you saw 42 in the first movie. Like, 42 was everywhere. Did not notice it. But I think that even though we weren't thinking about it then, if even if I was, I probably wouldn't have been thinking that this was a different thing. No, I would have thought that he was know. just in or 42 mm-hmm. if it was, was going to be that. But he's not even from there. I don't even know where he is. It's a oh, His own home is Earth 1610. That's a big difference. Okay. 
But yeah, Je I'm trying to think. Jessica Drew being pregnant. What's worse? Jessica Drew being pregnant and fighting crime or Peter Parker bringing his daughter to fight? Her. Why you think her? Because, because her, because that baby got powers. Okay. <laughs> That's the only reason. But what makes her even scary is this hoe is on this motorcycle jumping off buildings and stuff. What are you, Evil Knievel? Yes. Like, I was in, okay, so I'm going to say something that's probably not going to be a popular um, belief, and I'm going to do it anyway. I'm having a hard time with Issa Rae and her voice in a, as a voiceover. I'm really? struggling with it. Yeah, because she just sounds like herself. So I'm staring at Jessica Drew, but all I see is Issa from Insecure. I'm okay with it because I love Issa. I, it, it took a while. Like towards the end of the movie, I was getting a little bit better with it. But in the beginning, I'm just like, all I hear is Issa. All I hear is Issa. Because a lot of times when you hear voice acting, a lot of them will do something with their voice. It's like Seth whether they're making it, Whether they're making it a little bit deeper or a little bit lighter. She's just talking like her regular self. So when she first started talking, I was like, ooh, this is going to be a struggle. But then it eventually got there, but it took me some time. Um, yeah, I, I was cool with it from the very beginning because I love Issa. I mean, if we're going to let Seth Rogen come in and not do voices, then Issa should be able to come in and not do voices either. But Seth Ro Rogen got like a voice that sound like it's just supposed to be for voice <laughs> acting. I hate his he voice. Also got a, he got a face for it too. But, um, ah! <laughs> ooh, that was not nice. Um, I'm trying to think. What are some other things? But yes, um, Miguel needs therapy. And that's why I said I think that. I think that's why I keep saying that he must have lost something. They, every other Spider-Man, while they're dealing with the consequences of someone they lost, they found a way to get through that. I don't think he ever has. And I what? think that's why he's struggling as much as he is, because he has never... I mean, he said something... Um, there was a specific line that he said that kind of lends itself to that same thought. There's towards the end when he's fussing, he said that he's the only one. What did he say? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to I'll see if I can find the clip later, and I'll I'll send it to you. But he says something about how he was the only Spider-Man to do something, and I I can't remember what it was. He was so annoyed with Miles. Why Why are you so mad at Miles? I don't know why it never clicked that Miles didn't wasn't supposed to be it did not hit me until after they started talking that he was never supposed to be spider-man mm -mm. because every single spider-man from the very first movie all the way on whenever they did their introductions they always say i am the only spider-man mm -hmm. it didn't make sense that suddenly for one universe that was going to change right they always made it a point in their narrative to say that in their universe, they were the only Spider-Man or they were the only Spider-Woman. So it's like, it, it should, there's so many clues that they have left in the first movie that make the second movie make so much more sense that we were not thinking were significant at all. We were just watching the movie. It's interesting. I, I, was so just, interesting. I just thought it was crazy. Cause I was just like... I was like, I was like, why y'all so mad at Miles? Miles didn't do anything. Like, literally didn't do anything. And you kept calling him a, an anomaly. You're an anomaly. You're not supposed to be here. You're an anomaly. You're an anomaly. I'm like, well, what? what I think it's a couple things. One, he wasn't supposed to be Spider-Man. But two, he's the only Spider-Man that knows that someone is about to die before that's about to happen. Mm. Like, I think there's a, almost like a sense of jealousy there. That he's the only one that has an opportunity to stop it. Right. 
where everyone else just had to let it happen. And that's why they they made it in a point to bring him there just so he didn't even have an option. Like It all seems very vindictive and malicious that they intentionally kept him there to make sure that he wasn't going to do it. Probably because they knew he wasn't supposed to be Spider-Man. He's defying all of the eyes for Spider-Man that he would be the one that could actually stop it from happening. Mm-hmm. And they want to make sure that it doesn't. It's, I think they're just mad. I think almost all of them are just upset that they don't have an opportunity to do the exact same thing he did. I guess probably why Miguel's freaking out the way he is. It's not because this, there's something that could be happening there. If he had an opportunity, just like every single other one did, they would have stopped it. Mm-hmm. And they know that. And they didn't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of so it, I because they didn't know it was going to happen. But if they knew that it mm-hmm. was happening, that they would definitely try to jump in and do that. Exactly like he's doing. He's trying to hurry up and get home. Which is wild for me. I'm like, why y'all do? Y'all know y'all do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's apparent that y'all can control the canon event or whatever happens mm-hmm. in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So why is it that he can't save his daddy and you y'all figure it out together? That was the easiest solution to me. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm thinking they should have been like, this is one person that we actually can help. So let's help him save whoever and we can help. Because they contained, like you said, they contained it in in um, Mubat- Mubatan, whatever Mubatan, it was. I don't know. They contained it there because they put the little things out and they contained the little thing that was forming there. So this could have happened. They could have just contained it. They chose not I didn't, to. What I didn't understand. I didn't get it. I, I, and I still don't understand why Miguel is so mad. I'm like, well, what does Miguel know? Has Miguel seen what could happen if that happens? Like if he stops it? Like, because- I bet you Miguel. I bet you Miguel lost a child. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's what's him. That's why he's so upset. He lost a child. This is this is harder for him because you know you're a parent. I mean, no, no, I don't want to say that. But um, a parent losing a child is one of the worst feelings that I've ever heard a parent say because in their minds, your kid. You shouldn't, your kid shouldn't go before you do. So I can see him being completely unhinged just because of that. And then now there's someone who has an opportunity to do something that he couldn't do. I just think he's upset that he can't do that. He wants to be able to do that. He can't. Why? But then I'm like, what? I want, what else does he, has he seen? Because why Miguel get so big? (laughs) And when did he get so angry? He he was not this angry at the end of this first one. Mm -hmm. He was asking about the miles and traveling the multiverse. He was traveling Mm -hmm. there. What happened? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I will say, shout out to Oscar Isaac, though. He was playing the hell out of that Miguel character. Playing the hell out of that character. And, okay, so, hold on. I need to look this up. Who are you? Are you married or related to someone? I was just noticing that at the beginning of the thing, it was uh, Pascal pictures. And I'm like, is, is Pedro Pascal somehow connected to this in some way? I don't think but so. It's actually a woman named Amy Pascal. That's the casting director, ain't it? Mm-hmm. She helped produce it, too. I was just wondering, like, where did that come from? But oh, I just something else that got me like, why is it that? White people love to feel like, okay, so now that they have a sudden change of heart, they should be forgiven. No. Because that's how I feel like this is going to happen. Like Gwen went and recruiting all these people now, and she's probably going to hope that this is just going to make him forgive her. And he's probably going to. He's going to. We know that because this is just how Miles is. But in my mind, I'm like, of all of the people out here, Gwen and Peter should have been the ones that had his back. The most. But they knew everything and they never said a word. And then they were actively trying to stop him at points too. So it's just like, how would I feel like I can trust you if y'all went to those kinds of lengths to keep who I am a secret and keep 
me from saving someone that was important to me. Right. And because then, in my mind, I'm like, why has he got to lose two people? Right. That's he unfair. already lost his uncle. <laughs> that should be enough. I was like, and he was like, and then Miles was putting it together. It made me so sad. He was like, that's why y'all never came to see me because you've known all this time. Mm-hmm. And Miguel probably told you not to come see me. Mm-hmm. And then they were how patronizing he was. Peter Parker was so patronizing to Miles. And I was just like, don't do that. When he was just like, I'm not a kid. Stop calling me that. I was like, tell him, babe. It's, you know what it feels like? It feels like if he went back to Earth. 42, where his dad was already gone. It to me is starting to feel a little bit like the timekeepers in the TVA mm-hmm. and how they're controlling who's staying and who's going. Because why would he need to lose his dad too if he's already lost his uncle? Like, I don't hear them all out here talking about how they're losing multiple people. Right. It's almost like they are like, oh, well, since you came here, you weren't supposed to have it. Let's replicate what is happening in Earth 42 for you. Because <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me why mm-hmm. they are all okay with him. Why why they're making it such a point for him to lose both people. Mm-hmm. Like, Are y'all not happy that he's not as broken as y'all? Right. Watching just- him lose his uncle was hard enough for me. That's his learning moment. That's all he needs. That's what I'm saying. I'm just mad because he comes from a two-parent household. And y'all want him to suffer. It's crazy to me. They love to make us suffer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you know what? I was, um, I'm tired of Peter suffering. I don't think the role, the mantle of Spider-Man shouldn't be about suffering. Because damn. Mm -hmm. It's it's giving Wanda. Definitely. Definitely. So these people are just left to hurt. They're left, left. To grieve. Like their sole purpose is ha- has to be revolved around grieving. Like, has he not learned enough from his uncle passing? I feel like he's learned like, plenty. I mean, this is, it's how many months? It was like, I think they said it was like six months or something. No, it was a year. It was a whole year. Was For was some reason, year. I think I read somewhere where they said it was just a six month gap. Yeah, it says on Earth. Uh, oh, that's, oh, 16 months. 16 months. I read six months. But, um, mm-mm. I just, it just irritates me. It just it was, irritates me how they be doing us. Because I feel like... And then that poor baby, Miles, has been trying the whole time. Even when he was kicking Miguel's ass, he was like, I'm sorry. And blasted him. Even still trying to be kind. And I'm just like... Mm-hmm. It's, it's like they want him to have a dark phase. It's like they need him to have a dark phase. I'm like... I think that they've decided, or Miguel has decided, and they're just kind of going along with it, that you have to grieve, and you need to grieve from the darkest place before you can officially be a Spider-Man or something, because it just does not make sense to me. And then you know who really made me upset? Who? That damn Penny Parker. The one who has the machine. The girl from the first movie who had the robot, she jumped in. You come back out of nowhere, and your whole little revamped suit and decides you're going to jump on the bandwagon and try to stop him too, you lost your whole suit. <laughs> like, you, I don't know why that one bothered me. Like, you, your little raggedy butt going to pop up out of nowhere and decide you're going to jump in there and try to stop him too. I don't know why that bothered me. They, ooh, she just upset Because he really didn't me. have anybody. All the Everybody that he turned on that him. He had were actively trying to keep him from saving his dad. He won't. For, he might be able to forgive them, but he won't forget it. Mm-mm. That he really had to do this on his own. I, that bothered me because that baby really was just like, "Dang, why didn't they ask me if I wanted to join? I'm a good Spider Man. I ain't like that. Mm-mm. I didn't. I didn't like that at all." But oh, that's I where just, we're at. also, I I can already tell that um, Spot 
is gonna fuck some shit up in this Hell sequel. Yeah. Hell yeah. Because he, because even though he was there, he really wasn't doing much. He was just getting strong. And then he just kind of disappeared for a whole part of the movie. Because at one point, I thought he was just gonna somehow appear at the Spider Society and be fucking some shit up. <laughs> but no, he's just building up and then he came back and now he's like completely opposite in color. Like his uh-huh. whole color is inverted. Like he is super strong. <sighs> I tell you what, though. Um, question: How did your mm-hmm. theater react when Danny Glover was on screen as the Prowler? The live I'm glad prowler. you brought it back to that because he wasn't the only one. Live. Okay, so you. I'm, I'm gonna respond to that, but I could not tell if my eyes were playing tricks on me or if they just animated it in this way. Was that Peter Parker watching his Uncle Ben die? Or was that Andrew Garfield watching his Uncle Ben die? It was Andrew Garfield and Toby. They had both of them. Okay, no, but there was one that felt like it was zoomed in on the screen. But then right after that, Miles was talking to his Peter. And I was just like, I literally was staring at the screen like, "Am I? do I need my glasses? No, it was Andrew. Okay, okay. I know it's that right away. It was Andrew. Because I knew it was Andrew. I knew it was Andrew when I saw him. But the theater also reacted to it being Andrew. Okay, okay. The theater reacted to Danny Glover. Yeah, Danny Glover popping up was a shocker for me. It seemed like it was a shocker for everybody. Um, uh-huh. It made me wonder if the Danny Glover, well, Donald Glover, is it Donald Glover? I think it's Donald. Yeah, Danny Glover is the old man, right? Yes. Yeah, so Donald Glover or Childish Gambino, um, if he was, that was the one from the Tom Holland universe, or if that was just a one from a universe where he actually was the prowler. But I think he was, I think in Tom Holland's, I think he was. I think, or they because Miles to, didn't exist yet. Well, well, well hadn't been introduced true. yet. But they did say, um, I think it was a jump when he said that his name was Aaron, and he's talking about mm-hmm. trying to sell the guns, right? Mm-hmm. And then saying that he had a nephew mm-hmm. that lived in this neighborhood. And then there was a, a a scene that was deleted. I'm sure that you've seen it, where he was telling Miles that he's not. He's like, I'm sorry, Miles. I'm not going to be able to make it. So we know that there's mm-hmm. a Miles and Tom Holland's universe. If mm-hmm. if we are to make the jump. That that Danny Glover, or excuse me, Donald Glover, is the prowler that we saw in Tom Holland's, which is what I did, or that's what they wanted us to think. So I'm just gonna go with mm-hmm. that. Um, but it also made me think. I knew that Miles, I knew that Miles was already there because of that scene and him saying, actually saying Miles, making the connection mm-hmm. between him being Aaron Davis, the prowler, and then well, he wasn't really. I guess technically he wasn't the prowler, or maybe he was. He just wasn't dressed for it. Mm-hmm. But um, I immediately made the jump, and the way that the animated Miles was staring at the Prowler. Something tells me that we're getting ready to get a Miles very, very soon. And if we get a third Tom Holland Spider-Man, I really, really think he's going to be passing the mantle off to... He's passing the mantle off. We're getting four? Two more? I mean, you know we on... This will be the fourth Spider-Man film. Wait. No Way Home? Homecoming. Far From Home. No Way Home. Oh, okay. So the fourth one. Yeah, and there's already been discussions about the fourth one coming, like... Tom Holland and Zendaya have both signed on already. I think, honestly, 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 think they're gonna they're gonna do like a hand in off because Tom's already said that he's not really not that he's not interested, but he doesn't want to be a certain age playing Peter Parker mm-hmm. anymore. This will be the perfect opportunity for them to get Miles, and if if the MCU is smart, they gonna want Miles because Miles is popular as hell. See, I'm I'm more. This is my thing. I do think that there's a possibility they could make that jump from you know they've already shown Donald Glover in the movie. He says something about the nephew, but I also feel like there's a reason why they cut that scene out 
to where they didn't know for sure if that was the direction they were going to go in. So there's still an opportunity for them to change all of that. And I am going, I am not even going to lie. Seeing there, watching him sitting in that thing dressed up as the prowler, I was not sold. He was definitely giving, I do, co- this is like my costume. I'm going to Comic-Con. Like, I just won't, I, do, I wasn't getting, I guess when you saw how the prowler was in the first film and the attitude that the uncle had as the prowler, I wasn't getting that from little beady head boy that was in that thing because oh, it God. just it just wasn't doing that for me. So I'd be okay with them wiping him out. Plus he's like my height. Like and then I would want Egg Miles, but I also don't feel like they've aged up Tom Holland enough in the Spider Man movies for him to feel like a true mentor to somebody that should be that much younger than he is. Uh-huh. So it makes me confused on how they would go about doing that. Cause either they would have to make Miles super young, like thirteen. <laughs> well, apparently so that- he was fourteen and in- into the Spider Verse. I know, but that's what I'm saying. But the Peter Parker they had playing Peter Parker looked like a significantly older Peter Parker. That's true. Tom Holland, even with a mustache, still looks like he's a smooth 18. <laughs> so it's like, that's I don't know really how they would really go about doing that. Like they would need somebody who was like, hadn't even truly hit puberty yet, trying to be <laughs> Miles Morales and then allowing him to grow with the role. But... Mm. This was this was a good, good, good movie. Oh my goodness. This was they did that. And to think, I was clicking on stuff, like looking at the people who wrote this. Two of the writers, I love when you see the type of movies people have done prior to joining something that's like this. Two of the writers did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, the Lego movie, 21 Jump Street, and a TV show, uh, The Last Man on Earth. The other person, he, the Expendables, um, Zombieland. Oh, he actually helped with writing 1984. I'm so glad he got to redeem himself because that, he also worked on Mortal Kombat. I'm just going to assume that the people that he co-wrote it with led that. Oh, he also worked on Shang-Chi. Anyway, but yeah, I love seeing that though, because I love to see that type of versatility with their work. Mm -hmm. But this is, this is... I'm going to say this. I'm just going to say it. This was probably my favorite film released so far this year. I'm sitting back and I've been trying to think of something that I enjoyed more than this. And I can't think of anything yet. And I think that it was even especially special for me because I watched Into the Spider-Verse and then Across the Spider-Verse back to back, like so close together that it just felt like a great continuation from one to the other. And just to see that it somehow managed to get better. I don't know how they did it. It says a lot. That's what I'm like. I hate that I'm going to have super high hopes, but considering that they did the... The next two films, well, Across the Spider-Verse and what is the next one called? Beyond. Yeah. The fact that they did these back to back feels like it'll be just as good, if not better. I think I think we're going to get like, like, like a Prowler situation. I think we're going to get some live action spiders, people. I also think these are our predictions. I think we're going to see one of the Peter Parkers. May it be Tom. May it be Andrew or... Um, mm-hmm. Toby, I think we're going to see one of them. I also think we're going to get a Madam Web, an animated Madam Web. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to see her. Especially and, with that, um, that movie coming up. Yes, I think we're going to get an animated one of her. Um, I think that the crew is going to help Miles get him out of there. Um, I hope it's at the very beginning that they get him out of there. 
And I hope that um, either Prowler Mouse gets it together and helps them out or they're using... Because if, if our Mouse is as smart as they say that he is, then mm-hmm. Prowler Mouse has to be as well. Yeah, I feel like he's the one to help he and his uncle. This That's why. This is why. I feel more and more like the Miles and his uncle are not bad people because they're working. They're working together. They're working together. Like the uncle over there would have the, the uncle from the Earth sixteen ten would have never pulled Miles into anything like that. I only I feel like he only they're only doing this stuff together because they are doing what they're brother slash dad was doing when he was alive mm-hmm. he, like so he was think, a cop. yeah i think that what the dad was yeah because that's what they um when they had the mural on the wall that's why i feel like it's framed to make them look like they're bad but i don't think they're bad they're probably how would i react if somebody was in my house looking just like me but it won't me they know way i would have me. yeah because he knew it wasn't him immediately one he ain't got no cornrows Something like they brought him up there more so to interrogate him and figure out things, but I don't think that they're bad people. Well, I guess we'll see. I, I think they're bad. With Mm-mm. I think they're bad with the potential to be good. Because if they weren't, why would they hit him like that? Why wouldn't they? Who are you? Why are you posing as me? You went into my house and talked to my mother in my house and nobody else was there? No. Imagine if you walked in your house. And a kid who won't Caleb was in there, but he looked like Caleb. You ain't going to be like, come here, sweetie. Let's talk. Where's your mother? You can be like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, because you ain't going to believe it's a real kid. Like, who the fuck are you? And where's my son? If it's a very... In fact, I'm actually believing even more that the mama knew that won't him either. Do he you has think- the wrong hair. He don't sound like himself. She can't be that slow that she wouldn't know him and she birthed him, but the uncle would. I would not be shocked if we, in that next movie, she walk up there too. Like, okay, so what is this? I'm hoping that they help him figure it out and that it's not. Because this is like, it's like, it's an, another added level of stress that Miles don't need because he's just trying to get back to save his daddy. And he doesn't have a bracelet no more. He doesn't have the little... The multiverse bracelet, so he glitching and everything in this world. I think that it's gonna be when that happens that they realize because they're gonna be trying to figure this out. But when he glitches, they're gonna realize that he's not. He's exactly who he says he is. He does not belong there. He probably gonna glitch and come out of the wraps. <laughs> That's true. And did, did they ever say exactly what happens? Oh, you can die if you glitch for too long. Yeah, if you stay too long in a dimension that you don't belong in. The, I think the like the the um the glitch gets worse. So okay, so question then, because I don't remember this happening in the first one, and I watched it recently. Why wasn't Gwen glitching? She did. When did she glitch? There was a scene at the end, um, when they were fighting with the the collider and the buzz, mm-hmm. and she glitched in the thing. She glitched while she was trying to fight, and Miles had to go get her. That's why he had to go get her because she glitched. Because you know that's like the one time she glitched in the whole movie. Yeah, because she should have been glitching in the class. This girl was going to class. Hmm. She get, sitting in this whole schoolhouse, and Miles done glitched twice, <laughs> like in the shorter amount of time. Like I, that's what threw me because she had been and she had been there for a week. A week. Because, because in the first movie, when she was explaining this stuff, she said that she got sent back a week in the new universe. 
Okay. So I'm like, how has she been here for a whole week and she still ain't dead? <laughs> That's why I wasn't even sure if she can glitch because she'd been there for so long. Because that was confusing to me too that she says she came through but it sent her back a week. Yeah, that is weird. I don't know. Mm. Questions that need answers. Oh, well, I do want to go ahead and let you know this because it was discussed and you would probably be very excited about this. There, um, in 2018, um, there were talks and apparently it's starting to move forward that they will be doing a spinoff of the Spider-Man into the universe, uh, Spider-Verse and the Spider-Verse films, um, following the women. It is going to be a Spider Women one. It's going to be. It's, they're trying to use this as a launch pad to move to introduce more of them, but including Gwen Stacy, uh, Cindy Moon, and Jessica Drew. So, I personally actually really really enjoy Gwen Stacy. Hmm. I, I really like her. I like even her fighting style. Oh, I love how she Although, looks like a dancer. Mm-hmm. She she has on um, ballerina shoes. Boy shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love how she looks. But they I don't think they've introduced Silk. They haven't. I like Silk. I've seen Silk before. Um, she's actually a Korean American um Spider-Man. Let me send you a picture. Is I mean, with all of the diversity that we're getting from this, I'm here for it. Cause you're getting representation from all angles when that you're looking at this Spider-Man. That white boy said it was woke, but I'll say this though. If he thinks that film is woke, he wasn't paying attention to the first one. Mm-mm. Yeah, the first one was very in your face. Very in your face woke. And it's just like, it's not like they're just making up characters for the sake of diversity. Baby, you can go read these comics mm-hmm. and find these people in those comics. That's how I know. I'm like, he, uh, he just starting shit to be starting shit. There ain't no way he watched the first one. And saying that it was um it was woke. Wasn't a lot of white people in it. I'm like, are we serious? Oh, we're serious. We are serious. But... Uh, the next film is supposed to be dropping March of 2024, so at least we don't have to wait an entire year to get it. But um, it's long enough. I, w- I wanted, I enough. wanted it yesterday. I would have sat right there for another three hours to watch the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they broke it up too, because I feel like the pacing in this one was really good, and I feel like if they would have tried to combine them, it would have felt rushed. Um, so I think they did smart by splitting it up into two. The story is entirely too big to try to consolidate into one film. But the fact, and then somebody said it feels incomplete, and I was just like, "Are y'all dumb? Did y'all not watch the the Lord of the Rings? Like it's literally the very first movie ended with them walking off into the next." To, into the next movie. This was a great send-off. It was a cliffhanger, but it was a great send-off where we can see that this second film, or this third film, was going to be the climax. This yeah. is going to be its end game. I feel like, where this is all building up to this really big moment. Because I, now we're not only going to have to deal with Spot, but we're going to have to deal with competing Spider societies. Yo, yeah. Because she's recruiting her own people. Miguel still has his. I feel like that's going to lend itself to Jessica Drew probably switching sides. She's going to switch sides. Because she's because she's been hesitant and not and have a, a sensitive spot for Gwen. So I know that she's mm-hmm. going to flip. Especially with the baby and stuff. She's going to flip. And at some point, Miguel's going to flip too. To help. He's going to mm-hmm. come to something. Um, I think um, everybody's going to flip. And they're going to be around Miles to help him save his dad. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking is going to end it. Um, I just, it was so fucking good. It was, they, they did so well. So good with it. Oh, man, man, man. And they just, oh, it's just so good. 
They really did a good job. And I didn't think they were going to be able to pull it off. And they did. And it said, you thought we're not new to this. We are true to this. We are true to this. They really did a good job. And um, I think they have another black director. I think. Am I not? About to confirm for you. So, sequel. I think it's going to be directed by the same person. Well, oh, they're three directors. Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson. Kemp Powers was a part of that movie, um, One Night in Miami. Oh, with um, Malcolm and Muhammad Ali? Mm-hmm. I, have, I still mm-hmm. haven't watched that. That was directed by was also me. the co-director of Soul. Yep. I remember them saying that. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Well, that brings us to the end. Like, we didn't really give anything away. Did we? We talked about him having to go save his daddy. We talked about Gwen's daddy basically trying to arrest her still after he thought that she killed Peter. So I I think we did spoil. I think we did spoil. But those of you who are listening who have seen it, and this was not a spoiler, and this was a conversation you could be a part of, because I don't anticipate anyone else has made it this far. If you're not following us on social media, follow us on TikTok at Almost Blurs and on Instagram at Almost Blurs. And one day we'll start using Facebook. But right now it's just not happening. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Next week's homework. We are watching the next episode of Titans, which is Project Starfire. And are we throwing anything else in there? I guess there? it's time to start a new series because we finished The Punisher. There's no movies mm-hmm. coming out. What we did we put go back, back and start watching the DC uh, movies? Oh, we do need to put that back on. The movie? Okay. So let me see. DC Animated Universe. So we... You didn't, you didn't watch Reign of Superman, did you? No, that was the next one, right? Okay, so Reign of the Superman, you have to watch that one. I need to watch that again. Because in this, this series of films, we've watched everything. We're down to the last four films of that arc of dc animated films okay so we have reign of the superman batman hush wonder woman bloodlines and then closing it all out with justice league dark apocalypse okay yeah, okay yeah, that, um, justice league dark on rotten tomatoes at the time that this wikipedia page was done it has a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes was it that good oh it is it is something else it's That's one of those you're gonna, be like, you're gonna be like this so much because it's so so graphic it's so graphic it, to me it's everything if endgame was rated r it'd be justice league apocalypse oh my mm-hmm. it is it is something else but yes so we'll be watching titans project starfire and reign of the superman and continuing our reading so yep continue sorry y'all i'm yawning i'm fading continuing our reading i'm gonna really try to put forth an effort to read a few more chapters in this book mm-hmm. um it's been hard when i have started two other books that are not star wars books that have all the smut that i can need um oh. but i'm really gonna trying to put some effort into um continuing to read star wars and hopefully get to the chapter that you're talking about where it picks up yeah episodes i mean episode chapter 16 is um I think it's sixteen where it's a chapter where um Luke is being attacked in space and he's trying to get away. And then seventeen is split up, I believe. It's some some Thrawn oh yeah, cause Th- seventeen is when Thrawn actually gets scary. Um I'll just say that there there are consequences for Luke getting away. Oh. Um I didn't know I guess I guess maybe I missed it. I didn't know Thrawn had powers. What kind? 
I don't know, but he definitely uses them on whatever this man is. Crumbles him all the way up. So, <laughs> and it was it was one of those like you know when you're scared of your parents when they come talk to you and they're like so um so why did they get away again? Like, because he, he's he's talking really calm the whole time, and the guy's like, "Well, he used this maneuver, da da da." He's like, "So, but why? Like, did no one train you? Like, why did this? Why was he able to get away from you?" And then the responsibility is handed off to his superior, and he's talking to his superior. His superior is like, "So, why was you? Did you do the training?" And he's like, "Yes," and this da 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 was a part of the training. He was like, "So, is there something wrong with this person where you didn't feel like he was good enough to get the full training for him to know how to do this, so that Luke Skywalker couldn't get away?" And you just <laughs> and then listening to it on the audio, the guy's like stuttering, and then this moment it was like the guy's like, and before he realized it or da 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 da, he's just like he just felt his throat closing in, and then it just basically crumbles him up and tells the people to come take him away. <laughs> so it's so also, I guess, I don't know. It's interesting. And then also you find out that the tech, the people, what are they called? Walkies? Wookies? Wookies. That was, that's what uh, Chewbacca is, right? Yep. So apparently, um, <laughs> whoever's in charge, wherever they're taking Leia, uh, Princess Leia is, um, they were on Wookies and he, she can actually understand him. So she looks at <laughs> she looks at Chewie like, so can I not understand you because you have like a speech impediment? And and Chewie starts laughing. And the guy she can understand is like, no, I'm the one with the speech impediment. <laughs> so basically she can only understand him because he has a speech impediment. And then on the <laughs> like, I'm I'm gonna try to imitate them. Please. So you know you know the noise that Chewbacca makes. Well, when this guy talks, he's like uh, and then he'll throw in like fireplace at great room. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny to me. Why they do no. oh, Okay. You kind of got me interested in reading it. Can yeah, it definitely starts to pick up in 16 and 17. I don't quite understand why whatever Luke is doing makes him black out for as long as he does, though. Because he's blacked out a couple of times where he blacks out and he wakes up hours later. And for him, it doesn't feel like hours later. And he just does that again in one of these other chapters where he tells um, R2-D2 to wake him up if anything happens. And he was knocked out for like hours. So anyway, all right, y'all. We'll talk to y'all next week.